There's something wrong with the world today, but I don't know what it is. But I know that we are Blender Style, the show where we discuss an extreme blend of music. On this episode, Aerosmith, Get a Grip, released in 1993. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. When I was a kid, I was really into Wayne's World, and Aerosmith was in the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack. Um, there was tons of Wayne, uh, Aerosmith videos on MTV, and it was a band that Casey and I bonded over, because my first ever CD, I had tapes before, but my actual first CD uh, was an Aerosmith CD. I thought it was this one, Casey, Get a Grip. It was actually, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Big Ones. The no, compl- it was Get a Grip. Mm. Was it Get a Grip? We bought it at Rite or Payless. Payless store. in Taft, California. Because we were eating lunch at Bartolo's. And it was literally the first day I met you. Yeah. So I bought an Aerosmith CD. That is honestly... Oh, but it fucking... gets better, Nathan. Matt didn't even have a CD player. Yeah, that's true. Wait, so how the hell did you listen to I, <laughs> My dad was like concerned about me making friends. I met yeah. Casey and all the, the schedule boys. And uh, I, we convinced him that he we needed to get a CD player. And he was like into like v, VCRs and shit like that. So he was kind of like down like right away. And I had like a six disc changer. <laughs> you Dude, were like, he, my dad was already forward thinking and had a VHS player. No, <laughs> he was like totally cool. That would be having compact discs. <laughs> it was funny because we went and bought the CD. But, uh, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. We should go to your house and listen to it. And that's like, oh, I don't have a CD player. I also got one of those Iowa three disc changers, yeah. and all these things were stereos were loud back then. They the were, day. but this is the thing. So the very like I think that was like a weekday, and then the weekend I went up to Matt's house, and his dad had already went to good I like guys. How Matt's or wherever. just like rolling with the punches, you know. He's like, I'm just gonna get the CD. Yeah. Worry about it later. Yeah. It was like it was like <laughs> when you go to the fridge and you get a soda and you open it, and you take a drink, and you walk up to your mom like, "Can I have this?" It's already too late. So he went and bought the CD. And he's like. Dad, I want to listen to this. <laughs> Dad's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Dad, uh, you already spent 20 bucks. You might as well spend a thousand more. Or, yeah, how much were those? I don't know. So it was a big shelf system. I think uh, it had, I don't know. Yeah, it I was, think it was legit. 5. 5. Panasonic back then, which was new at the time. Uh, no, it, had, it was 3.1. Was it 3.1? Yeah, or okay. 2.1. So I this mean. was the first CD you played on the system, I'm guessing. The first, yeah. That's rad. Get you a grip. The single disc and the six disc changer. <laughs> And uh, that day I bought the CD was the f- first day I met Casey. And we've been fucking friends ever since. So I, th- that's how I got into Fuck Aerosmith. Is we bonded over <laughs> this. I'm sure you're... I know you're familiar with Aerosmith. I've actually never heard it. We, <laughs> You convinced me to buy it. Like I, I did. Yeah. Before well, I that, the, I, the selection at, at Payless Drugstore was pretty extensive. <laughs> I think they had like a Mozart CD. I, the, uh, I think anyone that like really knows Casey though knows that he likes Aerosmith. Oh yeah, but I feel he, like that's just kind of like yeah. we did. We liked it. Oh, I yeah. think that's a generational thing too. I, I think it is. I think it's something that you know our like. I know your dad was kind of into it. My mom was really into it. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, um, Aerosmith is had already been around for how long? Like fifty years, dude. Yeah, and <laughs> since like the, the first I, I think album's it's like more the like a hundred, but. And this is the, I think the top selling album for them, isn't it? I think I read I think that too. Was. Worldwide, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I know uh, Toys in the Attic is up there, and uh, Pump is up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Pump, and this one, and I think I had Permanent Vacation. 
So everyone's like kind of familiar with Aerosmith, yeah. right? You're did you? Yeah, for sure. And uh, not this album though. Really? really? Yeah, I'm more like toys I'm, in the attic. I'm kind of amazed that you weren't because, well, never mind. Because you it's said amazing. you didn't get to watch MTV a lot when you were young. Because this thing was played. Oh, this I dominated MTV. Yeah, like I did it, but also I remember these videos. You okay. know what I mean? And everything, like all these singles. Like I remember everything that was huge about this album because it was huge. Like yeah. all the singles, the videos, and everything. Because like. This is when he had like his daughter and uh, Alicia Silverstone and yeah, like Liv Tyler and Alicia, yeah, and, yeah. and like she was in three videos, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, Ed, and Edward Furlong. And Edward Furlong was in a video as well. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, Did he die? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's rest in peace in his career. <laughs> his career fucking died. Uh, <laughs> his alcoholism. Uh, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> career. R.I.P. So I'm very much familiar with this, you know, like going to like Kmart because that's where we got CDs and like seeing this even probably 10 years after it already came out. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm sure this is still there. Yeah. So I, I was definitely familiar with it, but just not as an album as a whole. Okay. So they're like a classic. I wouldn't call them classic rock. It's like hard rock, right? Is this the like dis- very blues driven? Okay. Um, and yeah, it's very this is clearly 90s though like especially the intro track i feel like it's honestly like late 70s early i mean early 80s but with a 90s production yeah so okay the, this i like think the they classify art. this is like glam slash rock slash i saw that metal, too and i don't which i yeah i didn't understand I don't get that um i i don't I, think they knew how to like i do know that they voted metal edge readers voted album of the year in 93 that's stupid, dude. Well, you know who reads Metal Edge? <sighs> we do. But that's like... You get it for the picture. I mean, the articles. We didn't vote. I, I feel no, like this was like one of the ones that like the kids and the parents bought. So it just it drove It was a bonding up. experience. Yeah. I mean, because like the album artwork totally reeks like mom and dad trying to be cool. Oh, this was... The, <laughs> it's literally a cow's udder with a piercing This was it. voted the worst album cover of the year. And it, it deserves it. Yeah, it's not a great album. So the guy that did the album cover, Hugo Syme? Yeah, yeah. He does, like, all the Rush album covers. And they were surprised that he did something this shitty. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's decent. And he also did uh, Megadeth Countdown to Extinction and mm-hmm. Euthanasia and a bunch Those of Dream Theater tight. album covers. Yeah. He definitely has a style, but yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's where the appeal was. It was like where father and son could get together and blast the radio. That's true, and, dude. And that like my dad because my dad was like, "Oh, I know Aerosmith." Yeah, yeah. exactly. And this um, album reeks it because it's so much fun. It is. It's a really fun this album. album like, like it's like just thousand like, bangers on this, yeah. dude. It's it's Classics. just so much fun. It starts out good. You know, I I think they like the beginning of this. I like, but at the same time, I feel like it rides the coattails of their um, their collaboration with the Run DMC that they did. Um, I feel like that kind of they were kind of in the forefront when they did that, and then uh, I feel like this kind of carried on with that, and they kind of were, hey, we did it once and it worked well, let's do it. I don't really like the intro as much as as I like the rest of the album, it, but I the get intro is ridiculous. Yeah. It's dumb as hell. It's stupid. But, but it's, I think what the Run DMC did actually was uh, 
lit a fire up under him oh, and it sure. gave him another chance. You oh, know? yeah. I think Aerosmith um, was kind of like one of those bands that everybody knew about and they were kind of the pioneers of their time, but I don't think they were going anywhere before this like album ACDC, came out. Like ACDC is a great band. I'm sure their albums are good, but no one's like talking about it. Yeah. This comes out, like Aerosmith, you're saying Aerosmith was like approaching that. I think they were approaching well, that Pump stillness. Did good. It did, but I feel like there was that stillness. There are one of these bands that has like kept up. I, I agree, yeah. dude. Armageddon, man. I, Armageddon. I, I kind of hate, hate that, that song. song. Yeah, dude, I do too. But but it really it makes me not want to miss a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was huge. It you know was. what I mean? Go. It's because it had that wall of TVs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Playing because Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> carried uh, animal cookie on Liv Tyler's stomach, and that's what sold that song. <laughs> well, he was watching that the, in slow motion. Do you guys remember uh, one of the songs being in Ace Ventura? Uh, I don't remember. Line that. up. It's the scene where he's like, oh, he's looking up the looking at the yeah. ring of all the the players in the team to see which one has the missing diamond. Mm -hmm. So he's like running behind the guy and like looking at the totally, guy's dick. Yeah. Uh, line up was the song that plays during that. I, I wasn't aware, but then I don't really remember Ace Ventura. I love the dude, yeah, Camel Corpse. I no, I know. I just I think I've watched it like one or two times, but I didn't really remember it. Oh, uh, it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Lineup's my favorite track. What's your guys's favorite tracks? Oof, mine's Eat the Rich. Such a fucking banger, bro! Yeah, um, great way to start the album. And I really enjoy Fever. Okay. Just a kick-ass want yeah. to drink a beer song. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm with you. I feel like I listened to this a lot when I was a kid, and the, the MTV songs got shoved down my my throat. Um, and so when I was going back and listening to this, I was kind of like, oh, I remember this. But then the, a lot of the songs that... Because I think when, when Matt got this album, we were kind of that that peak of our, our musical, like, discovery stage like we were going out of that what our parents listened to stage and into trying to find yes. our own thing and so we got he got this album we listened to it a few times but then we started discovering other stuff and this mm. kind of went on the back burner 100 percent, yeah um, and so like we might have listened to the whole album a couple times but not really in the peak of our like rememory period of of music and so when i listened to this i was surprised at how much good stuff is on here better than the stuff that was on mtv and i agree with you line up uh fever Flesh. Oh yeah, Dude, flesh is good. Shut up and dance. Yeah, that uh, was on the way too. That was too. A, that was a that yeah. was a pretty big single for them. Yeah, but I, I just feel like those were the better songs. Like I listened to the ones that they had the MTV videos for, and I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, when I re-listen to this, I'm not waiting for crying. I skipped no. that one. Yeah. And amazing, because I've already heard them a bunch yeah. of times. Living on the Edge is still good. See, that yeah. was always my weakest one. Really? Yeah. It's yeah, like Aerosmith's like under the bridge <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think that it uh this album has some bangers some tracks that i'll always go to now uh but also there's songs on here that i'm like i don't think anyone gave them any direction i'm pretty sure they just went in there jammed some stuff out and this guy was like skip out deep bat me over it <laughs> and they called it good like I definitely think there's some stuff that was really thought out and really put together. The songwriting is really great, and they probably got help with a producer. And then 
some of this stuff, it feels like it's kind of just flushed out stuff that they were just trying well, to get out, and then they kind of put it together. Totally. That's just how it feels to me. No, and, and I kind of think you're validated because there's a lot of guest musicians on this and a lot of guest collaboration on here. Yeah. Um, they, Lenny Kravitz, um, Jim Valance, Desmond Child. Don Hanley, dude. Yeah. Like tons of there. I didn't a, even know that. I didn't either. Because they don't stick out. Like Lenny Kravitz, you should be able to. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. But the fact that they use all these different people to come in, like help flesh out it's these songs, it's kind of fat. It makes it, I think you're saying, like disconnected. Like there's no continuous flow for this album. It's um, mm-hmm. it it misses, like it, it goes all over the place and kind of leaves you for a curveball. But then like there's some really great guitar playing and stuff, and some really great instrumentation. They're not, yeah, stuff. they're not terrible songs, but there's some really groovy bass lines and things like that too. There's but, there's like 14 tracks, right? Yeah. And it's over an hour. Exactly. So when they originally recorded this, they recorded, I read this on the Wikipedia. Yeah. They originally had 12 tracks. And the record company was like, no, we don't think there's a radio friendly. Radio friendly. And, and not there's enough. no like connection. Yeah. So this is exactly what I'm saying. And that. they also wrote like 10 B-sides for this. Yeah. So they're oh, yeah, just like. Run- that. But yeah, exactly. There's like still songs they released in. But a lot of it is like, (laughs) (laughs) like you brought up ACDC and, you know, Angus Young, everyone's like, oh, he's got the same riff over and over. Yes. But those are some hard ass riffs. Oh, yeah. This just sounds like, I I get it, but I feel like this is just all muscle memory for this guy. I feel like Uh, Joe Perry is such a good guitar player. They're phoning it in. Yeah. Totally. But I feel like maybe that's the same thing. Like if you look at Slash's stuff, like it looks simple because he's so good at it. Because I think Joe Perry's really fucking good at what he does. I'm not taking away from him as a guitar player. Yeah, but I do totally. agree with you. There are some rhythm sections that are just kind of repetitive. But I always feel like the lead's always doing something different on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great guitar playing. But it like it fit. Even though it's good, like guitar playing, it's like still muscle. He's like that good. His muscle memory. Yeah, I guarantee like, you, he doesn't play some of these songs exactly the same every night. I guarantee you, because he's just he like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> and because he can though, right? Yeah, he can. He can do it and pull it off. I yeah. get that. But I also feel like they're like, oh, hey, we need another track. The record label was. He's like, you know, some bands are like, fuck, <laughs> like what are we gonna do? And he's we over there like, those, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> we can't put those two. <laughs> We're gonna together. do what we always do. <laughs> get the skit Scott guy in here. <laughs> but this does sound Throw a like a few scarves on them and we're good there yeah. is a progression from from this album from the previous album to this one. Oh, for sure it's definitely forward so they wrote all these songs they all kind of sound there's some variety here but there's there like is. a consistency to it too yeah and i agree with that there there's a lot of like variety and but the variety is always something like the 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 percussion and the the beat and everything is pretty similar through everything. The only thing that really changes is that lead guitar stuff. Yeah, the and drums the are fine. Patterns. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's a couple songs that you're like, oh, that's a really cool beat, but it's nothing that you're gonna be like, oh, this is kind of like what drummers did then, though. Oh, right? yeah. You got to think this is like an older band playing in the new. I I guarantee you, when they before they dropped this, they were nervous as shit. Probably, oh, probably. they were like, yeah. are we gonna? They did not realize it was going to connect with a younger crowd. You know what I mean? Oh, oh for sure. I think That's, they were hoping. Like, they the were record definitely. Label was but hoping. also, like, this is when like a surge of this stuff was going on. Like, you had people like Polly Shore that was like, "Yeah, stoner dude." You know, you had people, <laughs> and like it started to kind of like the hippie 
you know, kind of stuff was kind of coming back when this came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it just hit well so well. And the record label and the support behind the album helped a lot because they had Alicia Silverstone in three videos. Yeah, dude. but they were nobodies. Well, she they, was. She actually, was in Clueless, yeah. right? Just getting ready to blow up. And then they put Aerosmith in Wayne's World too. You know what I mean? So they're like, and there's like a. Dude, those videos well, played but, constantly. But, but did they put Aerosmith in Wayne's World because they were the cheapest band they could get back in the time? No, because I think that's kind of what was going, you know, Wayne's yeah. World, like Aerosmith is, that's what I'm saying, like music was kind of going in that direction. They were trying to do that with lots of bands, dude. Remember when they uh, Meatloaf had that song? Which one? The uh, anything for love? Anything? Yeah. No, right. that was before this, though. But they were they they were trying to make meatloaf relevant again mm-hmm. with okay. this, like, or, or Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah, when they tried to make Tommy Pe- yeah, Tom Petty. Well, so they were trying yeah, it with like all it. these like old rockers and and whatnot. All these older bands, I feels like, and Aerosmith just has done it more than once. Yeah, for sure. And this album was. Uh, one of them. With that said, what would you rate this, Nathan? I rate this a 3.8. I think it's a really fun record. I think it gets a little stale in the middle. But for the most part, this is this is fun. I'll play songs, you know, having friends over and stuff, uh, having a few beers. So 3.8. Sweet. Casey? So I gave it a 4.8. I think this, coming back to this and discovering the songs that I didn't really remember or pay much attention to back in the day really kind of like made it feel fresh to me but also like i think my appreciation for music and like the guitar playing and and the tempos and the vocal patterns and things has matured um i'm with you guys both like the ones that were on the radio i i'm not as interested in anymore i feel like they're kind of played out but like i kept catching myself going back to this and just like it was fun it was exciting uh I play this album a lot now. Yeah, I I was surprised at how much hooks for sure. Well, yeah, hooks, but also how much I didn't give it a chance back in the day. I think. Um, so yeah, four point eight. I give Aerosmith "Get a Grip" a four point five out of five. I'm probably underrating it, but like after listening to it over and over again, it does get kind of old. Mm-hmm. It's kind of predictable. It is. But you cannot deny some of the fucking amazing mm-hmm. badass songs. Bangers, bro. Bangers, oh. classics. You know, I can sing along to it, which <laughs> I don't even know lyrics for most songs. You're like, I know the tempo for this thing. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's, you know, it's a great album. Just, it's like too long, though. You know, oh, like, yeah, that's the one thing that they could cut. Out. Like, I feel like the intro could be cut off and then everything out that hidden track and. That yeah, stuff, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I don't. If they made this forty, like forty minutes, forty five minutes, yeah. Bro, I, I would like to, because I didn't research it too much, but I'd like to see what songs the record company had them add to it. I tried to find it, I I, yeah, and I didn't really dig into it. But Probably I all the hits, went, right? Went that, right, that's and a, that's why you can't find it. They're like, this cannot be released, <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like two songs less than this would probably be a good length. But were they two of the better songs on here? Yeah, th- I think this could be like 10 or 11 tracks. Yeah. You know, they could cut some stuff. Out I mean, of obviously, they could cut Boogeyman. It's an instrumental. Yeah, Boogeyman, even though it's kind of cool. Uh, See, so you guys like Fever and Flesh? I don't like those ones as much. Fever's all right. It's not Flesh the best one. Good. Walk Flesh on Down's kind of boring. Yeah, none of these are really right. that bad. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, like, super I don't think bad. you could, like, say there was a bad track except for the intro. That was Aerosmith Get a Grip. We are Blender Style. 
Let us know what else we should listen to. So, from all of us at Blender Style, to all of you out there, wherever you are, remember, the light at the end of the tunnel, it may be you. Good night.